Welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast. It's a show produced by Hot Chocolate Media where we make up a movie really fast for you based on a random suggestion from the internet. I'm your moderator today and my name is Jacob Gulliver. As always, we are joined by three of the Hollywood elite. We have our writer, Kyle Decker, who is the dad joke supervisor on Lego Movie 2. We have our director, Darwin Hull, who is Billy Eichner's therapist. And we have our producer, Ben Lifson, who is the stunt double for all of the Teletubbies. So glad to have a veteran of the industry here. I mean, you can't do Pinky Winky Pratt Falls without Ben Lifson. I'm just It's very true. All right. Your theme today is metaphorical comedy. The main character is a drunken outlaw, and the major event of the story is political conflict. All right. So, I got pure magic to share with you gentlemen today. So, in, in light of the Oscars, we all know, thanks to Green Book, that the world just loves feel-good pieces that teach you that racism is bad, but don't really do anything else beyond that. Like, that's what the world is primed to, because why else would it win the award in a year where so many great films came out? Like, <laughs> so anyway, uh, A Drunken Outlaw, so this is going to be a Western, right? So our main character, like, he's going to be a former lawman, maybe like a Confederate, like, general or something that, you know, used to have glory. And then because of, like, alcohol and the fact that, you know, he fought for the bad guys, he's now out West doing what he can do to make money and, and along the way he discovers a group of farmers whose uh land is getting uh seized via eminent domain by the by one of the railroad companies and uh so he decides well now i have a cause to fight for i can fight against the u.s government again and uh he's going to uh help organize this band of farmers to fight against the railroad that's trying to seize their land to, to build it but through the way one one of the people he encounters is the leader of the Chinese workers who are helping work the railroad and uh, he finds out that the Chinese workers are being treated really poorly he helps organize them to the fight to get like some workers rights and everything for the railroad but at first he's very very racist towards the Chinese man like he he doesn't trust them like he he won't let them sleep in the same part of the camp as the other like freedom fighters and everything because you know they're racist and like Viggo Mortensen so eloquently rolled the n-word off his tongue like there was no hesitation whatever he'll drop some of those choice things and everything I'm not going to say those because I'm not an actor and 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 I also think that's bad but we'll find a white actor who really wants to say racial slurs in the name of acting like Viggo Mortensen I think it'll be good just like any white dude who wants to be in a Tarantino film probably does it mostly because they want to say the n-word so I'm just saying we'll we'll find someone like Viggo or we'll be good and then uh through the thing he'll he'll learn that you know trying to teach Chinese people how to do math might be borderline racist and everything or that's how no I'm sorry this is like Green Book that's how they'll bond is he'll teach the the Asian Asian dude how to do math and other things just like in Green Book how Viggo Mortensen taught the guy how to eat fried chicken and uh, white people are going to eat the shit out of this movie because there will also be some great tasteful western violent scenes and they'll stick it to the government and the tax collectors will be bad guys and this shit is going to play so well in Mer middle America and we're going to call it transatlantic 
All right, so Darren, you have a deeply sarcastic script from your your writer. It's, not, it's totally one hundred percent serious, which arrives to you by a tiny train. It's as serious as Peter Farley doing a friggin' drama about racism. Right? Yeah, it arrives to you by tiny train, which kind of comes through on a little train track through your window. Sort of Mister Rogers esque, right? It's, uh... It's a tribute. Right. We're um, going to learn how racism's bad now, kids. Yeah. Right. Uh, so it, it strikes me that we have to, I was going to say thread the needle on this one, but that seems even a little too forgiving. You know, this is almost like, what's smaller than the, the eye of a needle? An, an ant hole? Yeah, I don't know. We got to yeah, we got to split the atom on this one. Or, or the empathy of a libertarian. That'd probably do it. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> sounds about right. So we got to... Be sensitive. We 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 want to make this so that people can laugh at it without feeling horrible about themselves. Um, so, you know, initially when I was listening to the script, I I, I was thinking, okay, we need like former uh, Confederate general type thing, and of course my mind goes to a Josh Brolin type. But then uh, as you kept talking, I thought, oh, maybe he's the bad guy. Maybe we shift that type over. And I'm really I'm thinking we need somebody who has a face that you want to punch, but you're not mad at them. Sort of like Vigor Martin. You're just like, oh, you know, I, I don't dislike the guy, but I kind of want to punch him in the face. So I'm thinking Owen Wilson would uh, knock that out of the park. I think he's got the right. Wow. Yeah. What, a, what a choice. I know. It's 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 very brave. I appreciate you saying so. But I, I think he's really going to be able to, uh, you know, be funny about being a former Confederate racist. You know, I, I think it'll work. Because they stop being racist as soon as the war is over. Well, obviously. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I can't think of anything that happened after the Civil War to make me think that uh, most white people are racist. But, so, you know, and then that really brings up the uh, Asian worker, um, you know, the, the leader of the Chinese camp. I don't know if he's still hanging around, but I feel like a Jackie Chan protege will be able to put together some really fun fights for us. You know, again, I, I think he might be a little too old for the role, it sounds like, you know, but somebody in his camp should certainly be able to do that. And I think with those three kind of star pieces heading this up, you know, I think that gives us some leeway. They'll be able to do a lot of good press, explain that, you know, the blatant racism we show in this script is is totally, you know, just to point out how things were and not yeah. how things are in our current society. Because again, I can't think of anything. Well, and Owen Wilson, Jackie Chan Western, I didn't know that's something I needed and I can't believe it didn't exist till now. Did it exist before now? I have no idea. I don't watch movies. I just write them. All right, so we're going to send it over to our producer, Ben. So, Ben, you've got a script for Transatlantic, (laughs) uh, some names attached, Owen Wilson, Jackie Chan. What do you think? Is this something that's going to work for you? And what kind of budget are you thinking? So I have 30 pages of studio notes that were written just for any movie that I have to go through and two pages of notes about your movie specifically. First off, you'll need to think of a new name. I'm not sure what it is, but uh, think of something. Second, we can actually, we have DA aging technology so jackie chan we can totally get him in the role and just sort of de-age him throw some is that mcu stuff like, like they right were exactly Jackson. can it can it make him look like a glowing alien baby while it's doing it because um i mean you're the director you you, you I mean, do the visuals okay. I, i'm just saying I, whenever i see that tech i you know that's the image we have the technology also i think we should shoot it on film you know maybe some circa 1990s look that's a studio note just accept it now finally So those are for this film. Also some notes just for films in general. People aren't going to see movies in theaters as much anymore. You know, I I blame like the VCR boom, you know, just like anyone can just watch a movie in the comfort of their own 
uh, media center. So we need to do some sort of gimmick to get people back into theaters. So we're going to bring back Smellivision. Big push. You're going to have to come to the theater to see it. They'll set it up, set up a whole thing. You don't need to worry about that. I'll handle that part. But I need you to insert a plethora of unique smells into this film. Okay, huh. so so justify a huge range of odors so we can really, you know, smells you can't find anywhere else. So we can really um, justify this new technology, and then we can charge like triple the admission price for them. Well, from what I know about uh, late 1860s, early 1870s hygiene, I don't think the unique smells part will be a problem. But not just, we need a unique range here. But anyway, those are just the notes that I would have tacked on to any film that you guys were making. Because, you know, yeah, for your film, yeah, uh, you got Jackie Chan back. Uh, think of a new, a new name. If this goes well, we have an idea for a similar film uh, with Jackie Chan as sort of a cop. You know, just like some rushing, rushing around, the rush around movie um, that's still being workshopped. But yeah, so make this movie happen and get in some good smells in there. What kind of a budget were you thinking? Well, you know, the de-aging is going to cost at least a huge amount. So let's say like... You know, the odors are going to give you an extra 30 mil because I want some expensive odors in this film. So, you know, let's go with 85 mil. All right. So, Kyle, you've got some feedback from the studio. You've got uh, the dictate to add in some smell vision and got your cast. Pretty decent budget. What do you think? What comes next in the writing process? Well, so now that I know that we've got Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan cast i'm I'm gonna add a little more comedy into this because because those those are two funny dudes and it's really a shame they've never worked with each other before but i bet they have some really i bet they'll have some really good on-screen chemistry because they're kind of like goofy guys you know so i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna just write some scenes where like they have to get on on board this train before it leaves the station but but maybe there's a fruit cart that fell over in their way or something but set it up for those two to like improv through it because those two are, you know, just set up like there's an obstacle and just like, you know, your characters file. I'm set up those things. I'm, I'm going to set up the conflicts in the script. Those two actors, I, I, I feel like they Jackie Chan is naturally funny. Like if you watch his early Hong Kong stuff, there's lots of humor in the choreography and all. And if, we'll really lean on his. Hopefully we'll be able to use like one of his Hong Kong action teams, you know, his own stunt people at all to add a lot of the humor in the fights themselves. And we'll have some great like moments for like Owen Wilson to point out just like maybe like little nods to history, you know, just like like maybe they're in Utah and it was like maybe they see some early version of basketball being played in like Salt Lake City. He goes, look at all that jazz. Wow. And, you know, like little bits like that that are just nods. Cause, cause, like, really easy references like that. The average movie girl is like, "Oh, I, I got that reference. I must be smart. I love this movie." And like, people will eat that shit up and just put lots of stuff in there like that for them. And then because we're we're investing in smellovision so hardcore, I'm gonna write a couple scenes that that really will give the director a lot to work with. I'll have one where Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson, while running away from the bad guys, fall into a cistern or a sewer. Like maybe there's like a float like oh what's that and just like really let the director flex with some fun smells like i don't know like we're gonna create a whole new industry like there's foley artists for sounds what are the smell artists gonna be called that's gonna be amazing but i don't want to just punish people's senses of scent i also want a scene like where they're doing a cool fight and say like a big greenhouse full of tulips so you have all these bright colors and maybe different fight scenes like here's all the red tulips and we do a fight we switch so we can do like visuals like 
the throne room scene, the Last Jedi, but all these different colors of tulips. But it's just all nice flowers. I'm gonna write a scene like that too. So it's like, yeah, we punished you with a sewer, but here's your thing. And then we'll also have a fight in like a cinnamon roll factory too, and we'll be set. Incidentally, the name of the artist is Fumolia Artists. Okay. That um, just seems weak. I think that's going to evolve and change to something easier to say. Just yeah, I already forget what you says. Yeah. yeah. All right, so Darwin, you've got some more physical comedy written in. You've got some fight scenes with great smells. Great. What do you think? What comes next in terms of the the style and process here? So uh, I, on your notes about improvising some of the comedy scenes, you know, you can write as much of the script as you want. I don't think I'm going to show it to the actors because as we've learned from every single Paul Rudd movie that's ever come out, writers can't do as good a job as actors making shit up on the spot. That's just not how it works. So, you know, really, I what I need from you, Mr. Writer person, just give me outlines. I don't I don't okay. need dialogue. I don't need any of as that. As long as I get full WGA writing credit, I Oh, yeah, care. no, 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 no. You can write whatever you want. I'm just not going to look at anything more than your synopses. And then I like the I like the tulips, I like the sewers. I like I love the cinnamon roll thing cuz I mean, I now I want a cinnamon roll. Um, that's just really automatic right there. Maybe we can uh It's like one it. of the best smells on the planet. Yeah, yeah, we can hook up some Cinnabon hookups. That's a that's pretty natural marriage. Yeah, that's history accurate. And I think, you know, on the title I think we want to give it a real sense of motion. Let's call it railroaded. Yeah, I think that's going to work really well. And then as far as some more exotic smells, maybe we could have a sequence where they need to go back to China to get some, you know, I don't know, ancient weapon or something to take on the U.S. government. And we can do all those spices and sort of that whole thing. And then we've got the boat ride scenes, which, of course, just elicit all sorts of smells, which I think will be really good for the smell vision. I think the Cinnabon smells will be kind of at the end to sort of bookmark all of this stuff and give the audience a nice, uh, pleasant thing to walk away remembering. I think that's good. Flower oh, yeah. shop at the beginning, cinnamon shop at the end. Yeah, we, we want to live human on... human excrement all the way yeah. through the But middle. if we bookend it with pleasure, they'll only remember the bookend. Exactly. That's... that's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like the way you're thinking. I, I You know, I'm, I'm not new to this. I, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And then I, I think... I love the idea of the cheap pops. I mean, again, I, you get actors improvising, and they'll, they'll just naturally find all those quick little, like... I can't think of one. I'm not an actor. But, you know, point is... I think that's like, really like, like if they end up in San Francisco, the large bay is like, wow, someone should like put a bridge across here or something. You know, mm-hmm. people eat that shit up. Yeah. Or he sees like somebody making rice and then a dude making macaroni and he's like, whoa, there might be something there. You know, I think people yeah. can get behind that. It could be a treat in this city that everyone. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that's good. And then, and then a trolley could go by. Ding, ding. And they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah. why do we need trains? We got trolleys. And that's their like, that's the banner they fly to take on the U.S. government. Yeah, I like it. All right. So, Ben, you've got some detailed feedback from your crew here. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Is the new title working for you? Is this thing ready to go out the door? I, I kind of prefer um, something that can sort of you know be a pun about you know like maybe a chinese city and you know a word or a, like westerns are all about time and stuff so i'm thinking uh beijing midday will be our title i think that'll uh, where's pretty... the pun that is... can you explain the pun well to because me? beijing is a city and midday is a time of day and westerns also have days okay so that that's the joke there People will get it, don't we? Well, work. it's the Western. Why don't we do... What was the city you said? I already forgot. Beijing. All right. Beijing high noon. So then people know it's a Western. What is... 
What does high noon have to do with a western? Everything. Look, everything. I, your your notes aren't on a clipboard from <sighs> someone of a higher power, so I, I can't. Okay. It, I can't even process them. All right. Yeah. No, smell vision's going really well. We are running into a little problem. Found out that CGI making actors younger doesn't actually make them able to do stunts without hurting themselves. Um, apparently, you can't CGI flips. Or, well, you can, but, you know... I'm you about want... to say, that sounds like explicitly what CGI is. Right. Um, you can't CGI knee joints. Right, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, you know, I got your edit. I don't think you even noticed, because um, Jackie Chan is such a professional, you probably didn't even notice on set that his legs were broken. But, you know, he, he is a really... Because he's a class act, you know, he was able to hide it. It was only his lawyer later informed me of this. I always say, no lawyers on set. Right. People don't listen to me, and then we get sued, and it's just... Right. So we had to edit things around a little bit. We, just because we can't show, you know, we have all the footage, we just can't show the moment that his fibia snapped. So, you know, we'll just digitally insert a few things in the foreground, some goofy characters, um, just like, you know, like, or Owen Wilson, we're having him come back and reshoots just to insert his head and be like, wow, that was a good flip. You know, just making commentary, just but so, just so he's in the foreground blocking the... Because if you freeze frame, you can actually see his the pain in his eyes. Well, what if what if we uh, played the smell vision thing? Oh, yeah. We just had a guy, just uh, uh, a cart selling perfume walk by right, right at that moment. Because then the audience, not only do they have the visual distraction, but then they go, oh, that's... All the, nice. all the remember is the, the O-Day whatever that they're yeah. smelling. Yeah. But yeah, no, um, really good. Uh, we're really going to push this smell technology and get people to see movies. And then I'm sure they'll buy it on Blu-ray too, because I'm sure we'll figure that out also. All right, so what is the final title for this film? Uh, Beijing Midday. All right, so I'm going to plug Beijing Midday into the movie machine and pull the lever which sounds like a horse drawn cart in a punch all right so a lot of people are really excited to see jackie chan and owen wilson back together back back Back. together yes as it turns out there are shanghai noon shanghai nights and yes the upcoming shanghai dawn trilogy of films i feel like that last one is a troll i cannot there's been so much sarcasm feel free to google that shit (laughs) Anyways. Can we sue them? Did they come out after us? Yes. No. <laughs> By definition. <laughs> so uh, here's the thing. A lot of people are very excited for that, and they come rushing in to see it. This movie is not great. <laughs> they, they no way. They don't, they don't like this movie very much, and they, they like Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan, but the script and the smell-o-vision, the gimmicky elements, leave much to be desired. But we had the smell-o-vision at $25 a ticket. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did that help? <laughs> no. Uh, what does end up happening is that you have a warehouse full of boxes of unsold Smell-O-Vision tickets that include these Smell-O-Vision things. You end up sending them for, you know, pennies on the dollar to what they originally cost. So a lot of, a couple years after the fact, kids are, you know, going on YouTube or Instagram and doing, you know, like live videos of them scratching off each one. Ew, this one smells like poop. It's the Beijing Midday Challenge. Yeah, right, yeah. It's, it's just, it becomes like a, a joke at, at a, a couple of years after the fact. That no. damn Momo. This movie makes a lot of money opening weekend and then basically nothing thereafter. So ultimately, it's it's a pretty big loss for you guys. Okay, but 
did we make back the extra two hundred million we invested? How did it not do well in China? They like Transformers the last night, and they love Jackie Chan. Well, unfortunately, there was nothing in your notes about Chinese distribution, so this only ended up going to the the U.S. It was only domestic. Seems like a mistake. That that yeah, yeah, somebody messed that up. So, but Owen Wilson plays so well in Mm. other countries. Jackie Chan uh, reveals later that he thought this was just another one of the the Shanghai Noon Shanghai Nights trilogy. So, I also wish him a speedy recovery. Well, I mean, nobody's heard of those, so. Yeah, if I hadn't heard of it, obviously it never existed. There's this pretty cool thing called uh, the movie machine, because it's predicting the future, and you can go back, and you each have a couple minutes to try and make any last-minute changes, or call it art and walk away. That's fine, too. It's beginning with our writer, Kyle, whenever you're ready. Well, I'm going to definitely try and make sure that we get Chinese distribution. I'm going to put like a big like reminder note to the producer to do that and like even write in more scenes with with Chinese actors we kicking butt. We didn't think Smellvision would sell there. That I, was the main draw of the films. So. They like Transformers the last night. If anyone's going to like gimmicky nonsense in the theater, they will like Smellvision. Dare um, I say we should do a wider international release yeah just china i mean yeah like we should hit up all the countries like as as many countries as we get who knows what country like smell of vision will take off in uganda's gonna fucking maybe who knows you know you know maybe indonesia is like way down for smell of vision Mm -hmm. we won't know till we try so i'm gonna put a big plea to the the and 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 then i'll also if if they don't do the international releases when i i'm on like talk shows and all promoting on the junket i'm gonna talk about how terrible the studio was and how they have their head up their butts about international distribution because like when you have international superstar jackie chan in the film you better release in more than one country i'm not i'm not a distribution expert but you know well we did canada canada is not another country we all know that yeah they're just like they're like that cool brother that lives upstairs and buys you beer. They're America's hat. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I'm going to do, I'm going to be on set, and and anytime the actors are struggling with jokes, I'm going to be there ready to write. I'm going to write just the best jokes. Okay. You're not allowed to show them the writing though. You have to read it to them. That's fine. Okay. I mean Jackie Chan. I don't know if he can read English anyway. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> You've been hanging around Green Book too long. Yeah, I, know. Yeah, I think you need to uh, watch some <laughs> other films, bro. I don't know. Peter uh, Peter Fairley told me he doesn't read English. So, like everyone knows that. Okay, so Darwin, uh, you've got some notes back from your your writer here. What do you think? Anything you want to change, or is this a masterpiece? Masterpiece is a word that gets thrown around a lot. And I think, especially in this context, we got to be careful about using it. However, I stand by my vision. I really, you know, if he wants to help punch up the jokes, that great. If if the producer wants to, uh, I don't know, put the movie different places, I think that's fine. Really, if anything, what I would fight for is just, you know, more smells. I think each shot should probably have a distinctive smell. So, you know, even when we're in kind of a two for you know, two shot there, you know, every time we kind of zoom in on somebody, they've got a certain smell. Like you can smell their cologne or uh, their lack thereof, you know, so really it's going to be a lot of work. We're going to need our uh, Fumala, Fumalian? Fumely artist. Fumely artists. Yeah, so the Fumely artists are really going to need to uh, follow our actors around on set, getting what their smell was at the moment. So um, we're going to make sure that none of the actors bathe from the time we cast them to till we wrap. So they've really got a nice 
stank going on. All right, so Ben, some detailed feedback from your uh-huh. crew. What do you think? Has this changed anything for you? So, well, do whatever you want with the film. We'll distribute it other places. But, you know, we're deciding we're not going to go with Smell-O-Vision after all. But we have a new, better gimmick now. Smell-O-Vision's been in the past, and you already have sight and sound of vision But what about touch of vision so what we'll do, and we'll need to make a whole new system for this, but there'll be like just a guy there and, you know, next to each person. and A feely artist. Right, exactly. And, you know, like, so it'll be small things like when the character shakes someone's hands, you know, he'll reach out and grab it. And, you know, when they get on the horses, a guy will just have a little mat of like horse texture and just rub your hands on it. And, you know, it'll just be very, very nice and non-creepy. And, you know, just we have so many unique feelings in this film. You know, in the sewer, a guy will have a bucket. And, you know, this is a pretty big endeavor, but, you know, we'll be selling tickets for maybe like 120 each and we'll be distributing it everywhere and we'll get so many people. This is going to create a whole new industry because we're going to need a new person for every audience member. And yeah, uh, Touch-A-Vision. I just have to say, you studio heads are so goddamn brilliant. I can't stand it. That is fantastic. Right. And, you know, because it's like... I mean, who's more in touch with what America wants than Hollywood movie executives? Right. And, you know... And feely artists. Come on. That's brilliant. Right. And, you know, it's like no one will be able to get that experience when they watch it on their Betamaxes or whatever is big today. So, yeah, that's the new direction for films. And just imagine the newest new films that can use it, like the newest Infinity War that already came out. Other films can use it. All right. So I'm going to put all the info back into the movie machine. This movie is now bad in different ways. Jackie Chan enjoys it more because he really likes hanging out with the feely artists. So he comments on that. And there's like a spike where like three big name movies use feely artists and then it's gone forever. Kind of like what when, what happened with uh, The Hobbit doing 48 FPS, which was, you know. Oh, we should have done that too. Shoot. Yeah. Anyways, you, you do release in China. There's like two Chinese billionaires who love it and like spend some time trying to develop sequels and shit and just never happens because nobody but them is interested in it so you you end up with about the same amount of money you don't you don't make your money back but you don't have the smell of vision catastrophe either we have the feely vision so and the feely vision had no issues whatsoever i mean it just wasn't popular people didn't buy the tickets okay so they they didn't hate it they didn't you didn't have to sell the the feel of vision stuff out of a warehouse for pennies on the dollar Cool. Thank goodness no feely artists felt something they shouldn't have. Just a, a goddamn miracle in Hollywood. Anyways, we're going to end our episode as we always do with a quote of wisdom from our patron saint, Jaden Smith. I made plastic in Toronto. Have a good day, everyone. <laughs> I just want to say for the record, I completely did forget that Jackie Chan and Owen's <laughs> network together. That was Sorry. not me being like, no, I'm going okay. to backdoor this into a Shanghai Nights film. No, Wait, really? Yeah, that was literally... That I, was so specific I towards it. I arrived at Josh Brolin. I moved him over, and I was like, who's a good... Like, who would you not expect in that role? Owen oh, Wilson, okay. And then, like, I need a Chinese actor, and just the first one that came to mind was Jackie. So that's why I was going to, like, just pretend, like, yeah. I never knew those movies.